0: Have another letter here from Matt Harris. Interesting. So he says, "Oh, thanks, guys. Um, I think we mentioned him in one of our earlier episodes. Oh. <laughs> uh, but he says, I've got such fond memories of writing and jamming with the both of you. I'm still writing. It's a great passion of mine to express myself in a way that helps me understand life and people better. Great podcast. Keep it up. Nice. Yeah, I think. Matt has written, like, the songs Matt would write were awesome. They were, like, radio-worthy pop-punk yeah, of Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? He's really good. Have you heard him and Burns have a band together in York? Oh, really? Yeah, they do kind of more, like, ska stuff, and I've listened to it. Like, it's good stuff. Okay. Uh, but, like, it's not exactly my, what I'm into, but sure. I, like, I appreciate, like, I think it's good stuff. Um, let me just, Burns sent me a message about the band. I'll get the name so we can give him a That's shout awesome, out. That's awesome,
1: man. That's great. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I played with Matt for a little while. And uh he did have like some of our good our really good stuff was uh the Matt special.
0: Yeah. So their band's called Face Unafraid. Face Unafraid. Okay.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to I'm making a note. I'm going to have to check it out.
0: So they've got it's a five piece. They've got an organ in oh, there. Wow. Burns is back on drums. Yeah, they're I don't they're unique. In Matt's music, like it was always pop punk stuff, but it was always unique. He he worked out unique progressions yeah and, uh, chord progressions and I was kinda like, How did you come up with that? And it sounds really good and I've never heard anybody else kinda do this right. before. And uh oh yeah, and I think at the same time I was and I think I mentioned this on our older episode was just um when I was 16 or 17, whenever I jammed with him, I just wanted it to be my band and my thing and my way. And I couldn't right. fully appreciate and just relax and say, do you want Matt's awesome? I'll just let Matt do Matt and I'll chill out yeah. and yell in the background. Yeah. Delusions you know, of grandeur. Yes. Which happens to you when you are 16. <laughs> it is sort of a thing. 30,
1: 35. <laughs> so far, I haven't found the limit. We're working. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Still there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> huh. So I think, yeah, Matt's songs were just awesome. Yeah, he, he did so, like
1: really good with the lyrics too. He did some killer lyrics for us.
0: I think one thing I want to do before I turn forty is go down to Utah and just record the songs we used to play oh, together. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, uh, you could wait till they come up here, for like.
0: Are they coming? Well, up Well, I'm here? sure for
1: Christmas once in a while they come up this way.
0: Yeah, but they've like it seemed like they've got a lot of gear down there, uh, right? Fair. Yeah. that's what I mean like go down there where they've got all the gear and since you can record so much on your own laptop these days it wouldn't be you know
1: hard. you might even be able to just have them record um, bits and like email files back and forth Dropbox or whatever
0: then I'd have to learn how to use a metronome and we already talked about my challenges mm. using that in a previous. yes
1: but you have you have to play to the drums anyway you you know yeah, that's you got true. so Burns
0: has to learn how to use a metronome yeah. I just need to follow so Burns Burns is
1: awesome though he's good he's, he's good got. at everything uh, uh interesting yeah yeah matt was good and still some of our old
0: stuff that he did i like i play once in a while me too if I, there's anything i play it's that stuff <laughs> yeah so i know matt do you know matt would uh i could tell his lyrics were always very very personal yeah. sure and uh and that like that's something you mentioned in his email and i could see was something that i was envious about with his writing was that You've got this this genre of music that deals with adolescence and and growing up, and Matt is able to write these songs and these lyrics about him growing up. Right. He was able to articulate what he was going through very well. Sure.
1: Well, and in a poetic way. My problem with lyrics is I always wrote lyrics so literally. I never was. I was never good at the poetic bit. So I'd write them, and they're just like super boring. Like. So straightforward, know, hey. just uninteresting. So uninteresting. Yeah. Um, it. I know yeah, what you it's mean. a real skill. It's a it's a real skill. It's very uh, to be able to do that. Write good lyrics.
0: Okay, so do you remember? Like I don't know, probably fifteen years ago. Yes, I do. Maybe even more. You made this offhanded comment to me that the drummer from Newfound Glory was awesome, and I was kind of confused because Newfound Glory was not your kind of right. band it was some like their album sticks and stones is very listenable like I can listen to that album it's very very easy listening pop punk I can uh, listen to it front sh- to back no sure. problem like without skipping tr- but it just didn't seem like something you were into and then you said he was a really good drummer and I was like why uh-huh. and you were like he just does these little fills these little accents that make the just take the song to another uh-huh. level Like, do you remember saying I don't
1: remember saying it? No, and I don't even know enough Newfound Glory anymore to be able to comment. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) like it's okay. So, I probably let's say I like Newfound Glory like a six out of 10. And then when you said that you like them, I like them a 10 out of 10, (laughs) or that you thought the drummer was good. I like them like a 10, right? And I don't even have to
1: say I like them, I just say they have a good drummer, and you're like, wow, I love that band!
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I listened I actually I listened back to their two albums on the weekend and I think I've pinpointed some things that you might have been talking okay. about with the drummer but I mean like if you've got I'll just mix this into the the tr- the uh the recording but if you go on YouTube and look up my friends over you okay but you know that one right yeah um just listen to it and listen to how the drum beat follows the guitar okay. riff in the in the intro. Oh, I know this one. I do know
1: this one. I'll tell you why I know this one. Here, can okay. you, I listen to it real quick? The reason I know this one. Yeah, is because I've had this riff in my head. And I yeah. thought I made it up. So I've okay. been writing it for like like on and off, just just picking away at it over like the last 10 years yeah. until I one day stumbled upon this on YouTube and I'm like, well, F me, <laughs> that sucks.
0: That's awesome. So, you know, like that, that opening riff is like pretty classic newfound glory. Like their rhythm guitar does a lot of, it's like choppy kind of, it's not just straight up and down strumming, yeah, yeah. right? Like they do a lot of dun 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 and dun. Like the rhythm is, it's a little advanced for your typical punk sure, yeah. guitarist. And then if you listen to the drum, the bass drum underneath, it it goes with the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It follows the guitar rhythm instead of following like the bass rhythm or just following its yeah. rhythm or whatever, right? Yeah, he's it's and, tight.
1: He's like really in the pocket there.
0: Yes, and he does that a lot. And that's something that... Uh, Bonham John Bonham did with Led Zeppelin okay was he would usually follow guitar riffs instead of just following the, the bass the rhythm Interesting. yeah and and it that takes the song to another level I think yeah instead of it just being your typical pop-punk trash right. you've got this bass that's fo- you've got first a rhythm guitar that's very very tight and choppy and then you've got the bass drum following the tight choppy guitar even in the
1: chorus here yeah his bass drum is really like D-d-d-d-d-d-d. he like hits every yeah. downbeat
0: yes yes he fought fall- yeah exactly so i like as i was listening to it i saw that come out in a lot of other songs there's sometimes where now that i noticed it i'm like catching it and i'm like oh this is so awesome And then there's times where he stops doing it in the middle of a song and i'm like oh you lost uh-huh. it <laughs> You lost now your garage band crap. <laughs> you are just. Back to a six <laughs> out of pop ten. Punk garbage. You idiots. <laughs> and there's another thing he does. If you go to hit or miss. Hit or miss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He does these really big. It's like in the middle of the song. I'll try and get you to exactly the right spot. But he does these huge tom hits. And it sounds like he's hitting a timpani. Uh. And it's probably just the way they're they've mixed sure mix it but oh dang it i got to the wrong it's right in the middle it's like in the bridge but he does these big big uh tom hits and he does a lot of like like he lets the beat drop a lot yeah yeah Yeah, oh you're still there yeah he lets the beat drop a lot and uh he does like a he does a lot of big tom hits before the guitars start playing and stuff like that interesting okay And it's not like this isn't complex stuff. Yeah, no, it's not. Like I was listening to Dragon Force through the Fire and Flames. And all the fills are so fast and so over the top that I'm just like, this isn't adding anything to the song. You're just another guy who's playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And I'm going to say we might even be able to spin off a whole episode on the self-indulgence of Travis Barker. (laughs) But that's how I feel listening to him sometimes is that it's just like, okay, Your biggest idol is Animal from the Muppets. Right. And you play like Animal from the Muppets. And you stand out so much in this band that you are pretty much Blink-182. Yeah. Because the more you played with this band, the more the bass and the guitar and the vocals just kind of disappear into weird... Like, it's like Coldplay with Animal from the Muppets. (laughs) Right? Like, it's just this weird, mopey kind of music with this off-the-hook drumming in the background. And, like, this you're not adding anything you're actually you're you've you're so overly stylized that you're taking away from the totality of the song yeah
1: i agree i that was a, a pro i did have a problem with travis back in the day like i i liked the direction they went with uh what was the name of that record anima of the state i liked yeah. the music on it but i did feel like travis was just a little he's so showy like he just throws in fills for the sake of being sake able of fills, to do it yeah I mean he's a, he's a I good think, drummer. He's very proficient, but I thought he was just too flowery for me.
0: The I was I listened to Man Overboard. Yeah. And that is like that's the song where they jumped the shark. Like that was everything blink was going to be was that song. I think that song is like the perfect balance of all the members of the band. Okay. It is so perfectly well balanced like Oh, it is just awesome. And then after that take off your pants and jacket was okay. And then it just got worse and, and more of just like, I'm now, uh, who is this? Chris Martin <laughs> crying on his piano with what the hell is going on? Like, so, huh?
1: Yeah. I, I, I think definitely. Um, yeah. Drums are tricky, man. Cause then you got guys on the other end of the spectrum that are like, uh, what's the drummer for ACDC? What's his name?
0: I don't even know, but I know what you're talking like, about. He just plays like, he' is so he's basic, just like, right yeah, he's just like kick,
1: snare, hat done. and like yeah. just like it's just a solid beat the whole
0: way through, you know. Okay, so similar to that, look up Lagrange by ZZ. Oh Top. yeah, totally. the the simple fills he does in between. so at getting ready for this, what I found fa- you know how music in movies kind of tips you off about what's going to happen. Yeah. I think a really good drummer in a rock band tips you off about when shit's really going to go uh, down. Sure. And so you've got whatever the riff's about to change, that's when Beard does a big Tom film. Interesting, okay. And it's not, you You could probably play this with like a three-piece, right? Like you don't need a yeah, big yeah, for sure. Neil Peart, Joey Jorgensen drum kit to do this stuff and it guides the song. It's like, Oh shoot. Here comes the solo because the drums just took it up. And because not. the drums are so basic all the rest of the time. Yeah. And then he'll, Oh frick. Huh? And same with like fat bottom girls at the end. He does one, he does one Tom fill and it's all singles and he hits five Tom drums. Okay. It's just singles down five Toms, but you're like, Holy crap. Like that was such, interesting. I saw like a 11 year old play it on YouTube and I was like, that's how I knew it was five toms because I uh, counted yeah. how many drums he was. <laughs> hitting. But it's these solid singles, like just a solid roll all the way right. down. I'm like, oh boy, like, huh? This is a whole other. And he's not even doing anything complicated. It does, Yeah, it doesn't have to be. The right? intro to Lagrange is actually great
1: on the drums. He's hitting those well, he does just fr- the sticks he, on the on the rim. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And then yeah. the way he brings it in is great. This is an awesome song, <laughs> actually. Like, oh. man, this song is wicked.
0: And then he does that before every guitar okay. solo. There's... Right? Every time the the lyrics stop, he does a fill, and then they go to a blues guitar solo. And
1: there's a little fill before they get into like the verse.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, a
1: little fill. He hasn't changed yet. He's just like rock solid. Yeah. It's a groovy beat. Like it's got a nice bounce to the to the drums. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, awesome fills, man. <laughs> right before that song yeah. a wicked fill yeah and then just right back to the pocket yes like, exactly nothing. just nothing
0: and so it's like like your drummer is actually the conductor of the band if he's doing his yeah, job right. right he doesn't even hit and symbols
1: think, like nowadays you're hitting a crash like every you know second measure or something
0: all the right? damn time he's right? like not even touching yeah. the
1: crash it's just hat yeah hat kick snare
0: Like, he could play this song off of a kid drum kit from I could play
1: this song, at least the verse bit.
0: But it's so awesome. It
1: works. It really works with it, man. It does. That's interesting.
0: And then there's another um, basket case by Green Day. So I know, like, in the music video, Trey Cool's got a pretty big drum kit. Yeah. But I saw a girl play it with, like, I think two toms and a snare. Okay. You don't need a lot. Kind of thing, right? you don't need a lot. And because it's just all these crazy, um, just like simple, but busy Tom fills, the song's about going crazy and the drums kind of make you feel like you're going crazy between every measure. Right. But it's not complicated stuff. It's not like you need a special, you know, China splash that you only hit on one song. Right. Right. Like
1: compared to like Neil Peart with like, how many things does he have to hit up there? I don't know. 300 things he can hit.
0: I, like, I was watching a guy talking about, I think it was the drummer from Dave Matthews' okay. band, and he was like, I bought this small splash to play in this song because this is only one of four songs that he uses yeah. this simple in. Right. But I had to buy it to play one of these four songs. Yeah, man. <laughs>
1: like, it's so funny. It's so weird.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Green Day? Yeah, listen to Basket Are Case. Are you on yeah. Basket Case? Yeah, we're just about yeah. to get into the second verse. Right. Ooh, yeah, good fill there.
0: Right? Yeah. And it's not even... Like, you don't need anything fancy... No. ...to be an amazing drummer.
1: No, that's true. So, um, there's this metal band called Periphery. They're... Okay. They're like... They actually... I haven't been in, into the scene in a while, but... When I was there, they were this indie band that just kind of on their own got pretty big. And they signed like with a minor label, but they got really popular through the internet, partially because uh, Misha Mansour, they're like, I don't, he's not their singer, but he's like the, he's not the lead guitarist either. He's sort of got the Pete Wentz thing going on where he doesn't do any of the front man stuff, but he's become the front man.
0: Right. Um,
1: So he, uh, he plays like rhythm guitar. They have three guitarists, three guitars, bass, drums, vocals. (laughs) Um, right anyways but he i think he pushed them to fame because he's really good at recording and mixing and so he did a ton of um like tutorials on youtube a lot of youtube presence with how he mixes his songs and okay. so like all these all these bedroom musicians who want to get good at mixing and put out good quality music are listening to him and and he kind of got famous that way but anyways um yeah it's a metal band and like prog yeah. metal i don't know what you call it but um I'm used to guys having big kits, right? Two kick two two bass drums and like a thousand cymbals and lots of toms. And the guy I think he has a floor tom and a another tom and a snare, a kick, and like two cymbals, and that's it. It's like a
0: and that like that's unheard of for a oh, yeah, metal band.
1: It's, it's ultra minimalist yeah. and there's no problem. He's a great drummer too. Um now to- but opposite from like uh, ZZ Top or ACDC, he's pretty complex in his drumming. He okay, keeps,
0: but still simple, like simple range, simple of drums. Yeah,
1: simple kit, simple kit. But he does like a weird. Um, he gets more into jazzy kind of stuff, I think.
0: Okay. More like
1: weird syncopations and, and crap, where the drums carry the carry the um, the beat. They keep everything really tight, um, but it's kind of genty, and how you pronounce that? Uh, okay. so the drums have to be super tight with the guitars and the bass.
0: You know, right. You know. Okay. We're going to have to do an episode on these guys.
1: I'm. They're funny. interesting, man. That's a cool band.
0: Okay. Now, because I've got to get going, yes. I want to round it out with the ultimate drum song. Smells like teen spirit.
1: Ticket 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 ticket. Yeah.
0: It's, it, you start out with the clean guitar, but with that drum beat comes in, you know what is coming next <laughs> is going to be loud. Yeah, true. Right? True. And then on the start of every measure, all he does is he hits a crash, right? Yeah. And you just know it's getting serious. <laughs> like we're getting serious now, right? <laughs> and then it gets quiet. And then he does that snare roll before the chorus. And he, he does he has a rest in there, right? So he does... Stadium right so, then the you... uh-huh. and then it starts again. Yeah. Right? and so that yeah, totally. that song is the pinnacle of like mm-hmm. Dave Grohl is the conductor of that song. Mm-hmm. He tells you exactly where the song is going to go next with every one of his fills. Like it's like everything. It's so deliberate. It's remarkably deliberate.
1: <laughs> yeah. True. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I remember the thing. Ticka 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 ba 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 Yes yeah 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 that big that pause and this the, like it builds up with a snare it's, roll and then just a ba- a tom or a it's a like bass a snare yeah bass. yeah wow freaking good song man yeah
0: so i know like i loved that song when i first heard it then i got tired of it because everybody was listening to it sure. all the time and then when i was getting ready for this song i this this episode i was like oh crap like, he is the, Whoa, like, it it's remarkable how well he's guiding this song and how much he tips you off about what's coming next in the song. Hmm, yeah. Like, this is, this is the finest drumming in rock music that has ever been made, I think.
1: <laughs> well, what about
0: Lars Ulrich? Well, well. <laughs> I, <laughs> Other than him, obviously. That guy's like, okay, so we've got this guy at work who's really, really smart, really, really capable, yeah. could probably take on a little more responsibility if he wanted to, but all he wants to do is operate a polisher. Sure. And so he makes good money. He's got a good hourly rate. He can work a bunch of overtime. He's happy to work overtime. And I look at his paycheck sometimes. I look at my paycheck and I'm like, Ugh, maybe I got in the wrong job. <laughs> so all he does is operates a yeah, polisher. Right. And it's like, he doesn't take work home with him. He doesn't stress about anything. He's just, and I'm like, I think he's the smartest guy who works yeah, here. Cause his work stress to income ratio is like off the charts. And that's Lars Ulrich is like, I don't have to be, (laughs) I don't really even need to know the drums per se. I don't have to know the
1: drums. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I just, Oh crap. (laughs) talk in my weird American Dutch accent and buy expensive art pieces and <laughs> screw members out of the band and just uh, mix the bass down for an entire album, mix the bassist out of an album <laughs> uh, and just kind of carry on. With...
1: Oh, Frick. <laughs> well, okay. Look though, man, I mean, maybe that's part of what makes them good. You know, maybe they've got a, they've got a Kirk Hammett who's pretty proficient on the guitar and yeah and he can be the guitar standout and they've got a kirk or a what's his bucket uh you know the other guy that sings uh
0: <laughs> hey 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 yeah. heffield,
1: james heffield <laughs> yeah um who acted in that uh that ted bundy serial killer show on netflix oh did he yeah he was a he played a cop he's only in there for he oh, probably wow. gets like a minute of screen time
0: I'm going to have to watch that. again. I missed
1: it too. The funny thing, I, I watched it through once and didn't even notice it was that until I saw his acting credit and I had to go back and see the scene, but uh, he did well. Um, But yeah, maybe like, you know, Het pulls it together vocally. Hammett's got the spotlight on the, on the solo. And as long as Lars can just keep a beat so everyone can stay on time, good ish, then, you know, then like, that's all you need. And they're like the biggest metal band ever. So.
0: Yeah. They're just like, Hey, we need a metronome and that rich dutch kid has a lot of money so <laughs> we need a metronome we need jam space we need gear hey lars good up morning. for you